Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So, our servants meeting today, we're talking about who would be a, a good example of a servant. And I thought I'd, you know, I was thinking about who's a good example for us to learn some qualities of service um, from a huge saint. And so I started looking at some of the Desert Fathers and some of the other church fathers, and one that stood out was Saint Athanasius. You know, as far as him and his zeal and his service, his overcoming challenges. So I, I looked at it, and we, maybe we can go through some of his qualities and then um, see if we can learn it any as an example for us during um, our service as Sunday school teachers. So St. Athanasius was, of course, a model for understanding. He understood the Bible um, because one of the first qualities of a servant especially in Sunday school, is mentoring and competency, right? He's got to be able to understand and mentor uh, for the youth. So uh, the leader has the capacity to do the job and is reliable as far as transferring understanding to the kids. I mean, that's one of the main things that they, they will take with them and keep with them for the rest of their life. They will remember two things, the things you teach them and their relationship with you, Right? And both should create really warm feelings uh, when they look back at it, right? And so St. Athanasius was a model for that kind of understanding. He understood the Bible. He wrote countless books. He refuted one of the largest heresies in our church history, the Arian heresy. Um, as a young deacon, he refuted it and wrote one of the most uh, influential books in church history. He wrote it at like 19, 20 years old, which is, what book is that? On the Incarnation. You got it. So hopefully you have all read On the Incarnation. It's a very easy book to read. Um, you know, especially with Christmas coming up, it would be a good, good book to read during the fasting period. But uh, he wrote lots of letters, of course. Uh, and it's no wonder because he himself was really properly mentored himself. Before he was a mentor, he was mentored. Um, St. Athanasius was around the ages between 7 to 15 years old when the great persecution happened. You know, so we're talking about the Diocletian persecutions where we have St. George and St. Mina and all these uh, amazing St. Marina and all those saints that Diocletian uh, sent to heaven, right, that are praying for us today. So he was 7 to 15 years old. So for sure, he knew people that were martyred. Maybe he had family members or friends that were martyred during uh, this time. So can you imagine the impact that would have had on him? Um, we know that we're not sure exactly when, but probably before he went under St. Alexander, that uh, he learned also under St. Anthony, the, 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 um, the first monk in the world, right, who started monasticism. He dwelt with him for a time. He also learned, of course, under St. Alexander, uh, who took him as a disciple, and he wrote two of those famous books while under St. Alexander's kind of oversight. And of course his mother. His mother always gets overlooked. But you got to remember in the story of St. Athanasius, his mother dedicated St. Athanasius to St. Alexander to, to learn and to grow under him. So that says a lot about his mother as well. So St. Athanasius was a good mentor because he was properly mentored. So let's take these lessons and see, okay, as a servant, what does that teach us? First of all, we need to be mentored, right? We need to have a father confessor. We need to have spiritual fathers. We need to even like writings from the spiritual fathers. We need to ourselves drink from that fountain so that we can go back and teach. Many look to the servants 
for difficult questions, especially from junior high up. Maybe you haven't had, maybe I think they can even ask questions <laughs> in elementary school too that are very challenging, right? And so you've got to be able to prepare to answer those questions. You know, if God is uh, ever knowing and he sees the future, isn't, aren't I already know, going to heaven or to hell? God already knows, so what's the purpose of me trying? Have you gotten that question before? Of course, every year I get that question. So how do we answer those kind of questions? Well, that, that comes from our own education and knowledge, right, that we try to learn, right? Um, so we also have to mentor other servants. I think it's a great thing to have a, um, a younger servant be in each one of the more experienced servants so that we can grow servants internally. So we can be on the lookout if you're going around church and there's not anyone serving. They could say, hey, how would you like to serve with me? And then maybe talk to Sam and then they can maybe put him in your class. So to mentor other servants is one of the measures of success for your service. Are you mentoring others to, um, to also thrive? I try to make it always a goal to at least mentor one person a year. And can you imagine that if you do that, the, the servants grow more and more in Sunday school, right? And the, and the help that you get as well. So try, try to do that. And we know St. Athanasius did a lot of that. He mentored a lot of people. He's still mentoring a lot of people. All right, second, integrity. You know, that's another quality that St. Um, Athanasius had. What is integrity? A leader who is in, has integrity, what is in that? Can you guys give me some definitions of integrity? What is integrity? Trustworthy. Trustworthy, yes. Serves for the mission, not for his own benefit. Yes, I like that, right? Yeah. Well, um, one of the quotes from the History of the Patriarchs, written about a thousand years ago, a leader is he who uses his gifts to defend the faith and not his faith to increase in gifts. It's very subtle. Sometimes we go into the service with very pure intentions, but without noticing, we end up doing it for our own sake, right? Not, you know, to appear as a servant or to, you know, to, to get, you know, for our own prideful reasons. Even though we didn't start that way, it could change, you know, without noticing. St. Um, John Chrysostom used to say that, you know, he, when he would do, do, I told you guys the story before, right, where he would preach and sometimes people would clap. He didn't go seeking the applause. Like his, his speeches were so powerful that people would applaud. So when he didn't get the applauses, he found himself shifting his talks a little bit so that he, without noticing, was now seeking the applause. And when the applause didn't come, he was troubled a little bit until he, he came to himself and, and, and uh, came back to delivering the messages that he always delivered. Okay, so watch that. But that is integrity. St. Athanasius was a model of integrity. St. Gregory the theologian says about St. Athanasius, In praising Athanasius, I shall be praising virtue to speak of him and to praise virtue are identical because he had, or, or to speak more truly, he embraced virtue in its entirety. So St. Athanasius himself was a um, model for integrity. Is, do, do they only, people with integrity, do they only follow what they believe when it's uh, easy and when it's difficult, it's, they let it go or do they also follow through when it's difficult? Even when it's difficult, right? So St. Athanasius, no disaster or temporary failure 
however serious or dangerous, succeeded in stopping him or turning him aside from the course he had taken. Once he decided, he followed through. Do you guys know his story? I mean, he was exiled five times out of the 40 years or something that he was a pope. Half of that was in exile, over 20 years. Um, sometimes extreme danger, like he almost died uh, by the, the soldiers who were chasing him. Um, no fear. Um, he would go up to the emperor and pull him off his horse and say, let God be judged between you and me. He was a very bold, very courageous uh, saint. Uh, I'm, like I would say, he's destined for the big screens. They're going to make a movie about him one day. Uh, he's uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, one of the most amazing figures in church history. He's a great example for us. He was steadfast, uh, uncompromising in his defense of, uh, of the Christian faith. And uh, you know the phrase, uh, I'm not going to change one iota. You might have heard of that in, in business sometimes. Have you ever heard of that phrase before? Mm. So that came from him. He's not going to change one iota because the difference between homoosios and homoosios was one iota. And you also had the phrase, uh, I against the world, you know, contra mundum. Uh, he had uh, that very strong faith uh, that even if he was by himself, and oftentimes he was by himself, he followed through. Um, so the servant um, does not give up or despair when facing troubled, uh, troubled youth, non-supportive parents, other insincere, insincere um, servants that are serving with us. Sometimes they, they uh, kind of make us lose that momentum. Uh, somebody mentioned trustworthy, absolutely. A servant is somebody who's trustworthy <clears throat> um, and loyal. So if, if a kid comes to you, they feel that they can trust you. Uh, St. Athanasius had a wonderful relationships with the monks at the time, right? They loved him. And so they trusted him and were loyal to him. So many times during his exile, he was able to find shelter in the monasteries. Um, he stayed with them during many of those exiles. Um, I love this reading from Ezekiel. I'll go ahead and read it for uh, on the flip side of non-trustworthy servants. Okay? In Ezekiel 34, uh, 6 through 10, God says, You shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, says the Lord God, surely because my flock became prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd, nor did my shepherds search for my flocks, but the shepherds fed themselves and they did not feed my flock. Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I will cause them to cease feeding my sheep, and the shepherds shall feed themselves no more. For I will deliver my flock from their mouths, that they may no longer be food for them. So the, in, the sincere servant feeds the flocks. The insincere one, the untrusty one, untrustworthy ones, they... They they use the like the the children or the people who they're shepherding, they feed them. You know what I mean. So it's vice versa, and God is very aware of these things, and so He He wants us to be those who are feeding the sheep. What are we feeding them? We're feeding them the gospel message. We're feeding them a spiritual life. We're we're feeding them knowledge that will stay with them for the rest of their life and help them navigate the rough waters that they're about to experience in their life. Right. So as servants, we need to gain their trust. And if somebody comes to you with something private, uh, depending on what it is, use discernment if you should elevate it to the priest or 
or to their parents. But be very cautious about that. And also, a trustworthy servant comes to the class regularly. So they're not, um, you know, if I'm not giving the lesson today, I'm not going to come. You know, I, I was, that always bothered me. And uh, it, whether or not you're giving the lesson, you should uh, come. If there's two servants or three servants in a class, we should always be there uh, as much as we can. You know, sometimes we can't, but. Uh, and then finally, a fourth is, um, we'll stop here. There's more, of course, that we can learn. But, um, you know, a, a leader is somebody who can motivate. St. Um, Augustine says that a teacher's role is to educate and animate. Educate and animate. So we're giving them what they should do, but we should also motivate them to do that as well. Right? And that's sometimes giving them is the easy part. We study, we learn, we can give them whatever. But to animate them and to inspire them and to motivate them, that's where we have to use all of our charm, all of the tools we have, all of our efforts, um, and all of our hard work to, to kind of motivate them. And then even after that, maybe you only motivate a handful. But even then, those handful are better than nothing, right? So you try your best with all your effort to motivate. St. Athanasius was an inspiration. He was zealous in his life. Even while in exile, he spread monasticism all over the world. Um, during his last years, he wrote the, the, uh, the letter that we still use today. It's the oldest letter oldest listing of all of the scriptures we have in all of the churches right now. Uh, it's one of his Easter letters. I think it was 339, 339 or something like that. And so one of his Easter letters has like from Genesis all the way to Revelation, all the listing of the books of the Bible. And uh, no one can produce something older as far as today of that list. So he continues to inspire us, right? Of, of, in all of his hard work. Um, we need to show energy in our service. Uh, there's few people in the world where you might think of, and those who watch sports, for example, you know, when the team is down, sorry for using the basketball uh, examples, but if you're, if you're like playing basketball and your team is under, and there's one player who turns it on, right, and he starts scoring and, and stealing the ball from the other players, what happens to his other players on the team? They get inspired, so they start acting up, right? That's why St. Paul says, your zeal has stirred up the many. You know, he was speaking of who? I think it was Timothy, right? Your zeal has stirred up the many. So your zeal kind of is like a fire, and it, it kind of inspires not just the kids, but other servants, and your energy works out uh, to... Um, to animate those other people, right? So show that energy like St. August, uh, Saint Athanasius had. He never uh, failed. The mere mention, for example, of St. Paul, right? If you just say St. Paul in your mind, you get energized, right? It's like the uh, it's instant energy for you because you think of all the amazing things he did. And so if you're that kind of agent who's doing that kind of energy, it'll definitely animate the kids and it'll animate the servants who are around you. That's all. I mean, there's more to say about the great Saint Athanasius. Uh, but maybe one day we'll do uh, a series on just him uh, and his life. It's pretty. Uh, I know people have gotten PhDs on just Saint Athanasius, but it's a great example for us. And uh, any questions on that? Okay.